0: Welcome to Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where we have great recommendations for your next listen. I'm Michelle Cobb, publisher of Audiophile, and this week we are focused on audiophile selection of 2019 best audiobooks. In this special episode, we'll talk about the biography and history audiobooks that we think you should give a listen to. Those include Zora and Langston, a story of friendship and betrayal by Yuval Taylor, read by Bonnie Turpin. First by Evan Thomas, read by Kirsten Potter, American Moonshot by Douglas Brinkley, read by Stephen Graybill, Midnight in Chernobyl by Adam Higginbotham, read by Jacques Roy, and The British Are Coming, The War for America, Lexington to Princeton, 1775 to 1777, by Rick Atkinson, read by George Newbern, with the introduction read by the author. And guess who I have as my special guest today, but George, glad you could join us.
1: Thanks for having me. Having a great time.
0: And congratulations on this honor. I'd love to ask you a few questions about this audiobook in particular. Can you tell us a little bit about what The British Are Coming covers?
1: Uh, British Are Coming, mostly it concerns uh, the sort of the ramp up to the American Revolutionary War and sort of what was going on sort of on the street uh, with the, you know, the common man, the the, the people who lived out in, in, in the rural parts of, of America and then those in the cities and how they, their lives were pretty much diametrically opposed in, in terms of their interests. And the, 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 the folks in the countryside really didn't want to mess with anything. They were happy with Britain and folks in the, in the cities were agitating. But it's so much detail about the ramp up. The book can, uh, goes up to the first sort of third of the war. The, the, some of the bigger battles and whatnot in great, great detail. I, I learned so much and was blown away by, by this uh, so far.
0: So what kind of special preparation did you have to do for the audiobook, especially with all that historical stuff that you're dealing with?
1: Well, you know, the, the biggest preparation was trying to look up names and pronunciations, honestly. And it was really difficult to find a lot of them, and I, I got, uh, got in trouble a little bit. I got ahead of myself and I had to go back and redo some some of the uh, pronunciations, just they were hard to find, and I thought I'd found some. and th- That's the challenge of narrating nonfiction. Sometimes you can't find references, and, and if you find one, and then the, sometimes you come along one and you have to go back and redo, and it, it, it's it, uh, extra time consuming. But this one was especially hard with uh, a lot of the pronunciations. But we, we got there, ultimately.
0: <laughs> well, thank goodness you were able to fix it in post, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: So you've done a variety of nonfiction titles, you know, contemporary culture, biography. What's most interesting about doing nonfiction?
1: What I love about nonfiction, and I, and I really do love it. It's like a, I get to go to work in my booth or the studio, and I learn. I feel like I'm I'm teaching myself. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm learning and teaching others and myself about this topic that I knew mostly not a lot about. And so I feel like I'm discovering with the audience. And I've, I'm, I'm an actor, and most of the uh, on camera work that I do is fictional. And you know, you're telling someone else a story, but nonfiction whether it's historical or biography or whatever, to me is oftentimes way more dramatic than real life. And I'm always surprised and stunned to to learn, especially like in the British are coming of a Paul Revere, but you know, who later later turns out to kind of be a rascal later on. They're not all, you know, these uh, iconic heroes necessarily. They're all kind of, uh, you know, not perfect. And there's some gray areas in their judgment and whatnot, but I love digging deep, and finding out about history, especially American history, I'm fascinated by.
0: Well, that comes across. And what I enjoyed about your narration of this title was there was actually a sense of fun, which I did not expect oh, yeah. from a history title. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh.
1: yeah. When you watch John Adams, you watch the, the series, the miniseries, John Adams. Paul Giamatti, to me, embodies the car- John Adams, right? And and we think of this as a stuffy black and white uh, character in history. <laughs> Suddenly he's flesh and blood and, 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 and full of foibles and and in love with his wife and doesn't want to leave his wife and is, is like romantic and yet he's a hot-headed, intemperate man in many ways and, and and a tough father and all these things. You don't get to know this until you, you see it embodied on screen on HBO. But then when you're reading this, doing an audiobook version of this history, you get to dig even deeper. And uh, the more details that come out, the more complete and moving, I think, uh, history becomes.
0: Well, let's hear a little clip. This is a tidbit about Queen Charlotte.
1: For those whose carriages and sedan chairs kept them above such hurly-burly, the Queen's birthday on January 18th marked the traditional opening of London's social season, with Parliament scheduled to convene the following day. Charlotte had been an obscure, drab German princess in 1761 when George chose her, sight unseen, to be his queen. During the voyage across the North Sea to Britain, she took English lessons and learned to play God Save the King on the harpsichord. They were wed in St. James's Palace six hours after her arrival. At his instruction, the marriage bedroom decor included 700 yards of blue damask, a mahogany four-poster with five mattresses, and large glass basins of goldfish. The happy union proved fecund. She produced children with lunar regularity eventually to number 15, and her birthday was always cause for carefully orchestrated jubilation at St. James's.
0: And this is another clip where I feel like some of the shadings of history are kind of repeating themselves as we get very excited about the monarchy in England. Well, thank you very much for all your insights, George. It was really great to have you here today. You're welcome. This has been a special best-of-the-year edition of Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. We've been talking with actor and audiobook narrator George Newbern about The British Are Coming by Rick Atkinson. Support for our podcast comes from Paperback Classics, a new imprint from Oasis Family Media. Stay in touch with Audiophile on social media, where we often share special videos created for us by narrators talking about the titles that they've recorded. Check in all week for chats with narrators on some of our 2019 best audiobooks and see the full list of best audiobooks at audiophilemagazine.com. I'm Michelle Cobb. Thanks for listening.